Hello, church. Let's dive right into our cliche for today. Here's our cliche-ish. If you doubt your salvation, then you are probably not truly saved. You're really not a believer. If you doubt your salvation, then you are probably not truly saved. Last week, we talked about trusting in Jesus alone to save us. We looked at a key word. Do you remember? The key word is justification. It's a beautiful word. Here's what it means. To declare right. Justification. To declare right. It's a legal pronouncement. If you've trusted in Jesus alone to save you, you have been justified. You've been declared right. This is what happened to you. And the Bible tells us this. It was instantaneous. There was no 30-day waiting period. It was instant. You were declared righteous by God himself, which I think that is really important for us to grasp, right? Who is the one making such a declaration? If I'm being declared right, who is doing that? Well, God does that which becomes essential for what we discuss today. So the Bible tells us that when we trust, we are declared right, and it was instantaneous, and we were declared right by God himself. And, get this, it happened by faith alone. That all sounds great. And followers of Jesus get really excited about that. Yay, it's a good thing. I love talking about salvation and faith. They are glorious subjects. They really are. Beyond being something to study, this is how God demonstrated his love for us. But here's the reality. We doubt. That brings us back to our cliché. If you doubt your salvation, then you are probably not truly saved. Now, maybe you've heard this statement or have used it yourself. Or maybe you have felt this way at times. Here's our big idea for today. If you doubt your salvation, examine why you doubt and return to the truth of what God declares. Cliché-ish. Clichés often contain elements of truth, and I do think there is an element of truth here. If you doubt your salvation, let's think about that. If you have trusted in Jesus alone to rescue you, has there ever been a period of time where you doubted? We ask questions like this. Was that real? Was I sincere enough when I trusted? Was my faith strong enough at the moment of belief? Maybe you've thought this. Salvation is complex and mysterious. I don't understand it all. I can't fully grasp everything that happened to me. So does that mean it wasn't real for me? Or maybe we're doubting Jesus and his claims. Like, is all of that real? And then there's this. I'm not as serious about living out the story of Jesus as 
that person. So maybe my belief, my faith, didn't take. Or I keep sinning. Or I know my past. Or I get so angry at times. Or I hate. Or everyone else seems to have abandoned me in life. Will God do the same? And all those things can cause us to doubt. That's real. It's real. I can remember periods of time in my own life where I thought, I doubted, I'm not saved. I don't think I'm saved. There's no way because look at what I just said or thought or did. And we begin to ask a lot of questions. Professor and author Peter Enns frames this well by stating in reference to doubt, there must be something very wrong with me. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm a faker and finally being found out. Maybe I haven't memorized enough Bible verses. Maybe I need to go to church more often. Whatever the reason, our reflex is to assume we are doing something wrong. It's my fault. God must be so disappointed in me. I'm so weak. Have you ever felt that way? I want you to hear this. If you have ever doubted, or if you find yourself currently doubting, doubt is not a sign of spiritual weakness. There's nothing wrong. It can be the first step toward deepening our faith. So the cliche, if you doubt your salvation, well, that happens. That's true for many followers of Jesus. It's the next part that is something I reject. Then you are probably not truly saved or you're not really a believer. Well, I think Scripture proves that to be wrong. So let's do this. Let's look to Scripture and then we will apply it, okay? Here's thinking point number one. God's demonstration of love is shocking, right? Just think about that. God's demonstration of love is shocking and puts to rest this cliche. This is really important because often we think or assume God is not going to like me because of my actions. And if God doesn't like me because of this, there is no way I'm saved. Often we begin to think, here's God And here's me. I sin. I fail, and we all do that. And so God turns away from us. Scripture doesn't state that, though. I want you to hear the words of Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Some powerful words that help us to understand the depths of God's love. Here's what Romans chapter 5, verse 8 states, but God showed, and that word showed is very dynamic in the text. It means to commend or to establish or to demonstrate. So we could say it this way, God showed, he 
commended, he established, he demonstrated his great love for us. And here's how he did it. By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Here it is. God showed. He demonstrated his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. And did you pick up on this phrase? While we were still sinners. Now, I want to be careful to communicate that once we trust in Christ, God is not pleased with our sin and there are consequences. God lovingly corrects. But our behavior is not what earns salvation. It's also not what loses it. There's a lot we could say about behavior and living out the story of Jesus and how those who trust are called to do this, but that's for another day. This thinking point helps us know that God's love is shocking. And while we were still sinners, right, God established and demonstrated his love for us. The next time you, the next time we doubt or question God's interest in who we are and whether or not we're saved because of something that we've done, well, let's remember Romans 5, 8. Actually, the first 11 verses of Romans chapter 5 are incredible. Please read them, especially if you doubt. Thinking point number one, God's demonstration of love is shocking and puts to rest this cliche. Here's thinking point number two. Scripture supports security. It really does. Scripture supports security, meaning once you trust in Jesus, God the Father declares us right and he will not lose us or forget about us. We're secure. He holds us. I want you to take in the words we find in Romans chapter 8. And this is where we will spend the rest of our time together. Just a dynamic paragraph of scripture. I will begin reading with verse 31. Here's what it says. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? Now, I found that phrase to be interesting, these wonderful things. What are the wonderful things that the author is describing here? Well, if you look at the context, if you roll back up into chapter 8 and go to verse 1, the text tells us that there is no condemnation. Think about that. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That's what Romans chapter 8 verse 1 tells us. In other words, God did for us what we could not do on our own in giving us the gift of Jesus. And when we trust in him alone, when we believe, well, the Holy Spirit takes up residence within our lives. This is what we read in chapter 8. The Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit prays for us. This is what we get when we trust. Oh my, what shall we say? 
about such wonderful things as these. Here's the rest of verse 31. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares? Such a great question. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Another great question. Well, no one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Verse 38. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Secure. Secure. In verses 38 and 39, there is a big list here of things that affirm the certainty of believers' salvation. Great news. Great news. If and when you doubt or question, come back to Romans 8 and allow these words to fall into your life and bring security. Now, I will acknowledge this. There are many theologians and scholars who would disagree with this position and state, you can lose your salvation or fall away from faith. My best understanding of this is that the consistency of God's character guarantees a secure salvation. Okay, some takeaways for us. Number one, if you feel shaky or weak in your faith, keep looking and learning from Jesus. Okay? If you feel shaky in your faith, Keep looking, eyes on Jesus, and keep learning from him. And remember, God declares a sinner righteous solely on the basis of the merits of Christ's righteousness. Have you ever felt like your faith is weak and shaky at times? I have. Makes you wonder if you were sincere and real in your trust. Well, Think of it this way. I have my trusty box with me, and on the inside of the box are some contents, books. That's what's on the inside. But this is my box, and there is some stuff on the inside. 
There are days where I can hold this box in a firm way, with confidence. I feel strong, and I feel good. Now, there may be some other days based on circumstances where maybe I'm a bit shaky, and I'm not able to hold the box in a firm way, and I shake as I hold this. Some days, I can hold the box in a firm way. Some days... I may be shaky. Whether I hold the box in a firm way or whether I am shaky as I hold this, the contents on the inside remain the same. Whether I hold it in a firm way or whether I shake, the contents remain the same. Now, think about this. When it comes to salvation, God provides and secures the content on the inside. That's great news for us. So even if I am shaky in my faith, guess what? God is not. Here's takeaway number two. If you feel secure and confident in God's love for you and your trust in him, Well, don't grow weary in doing well, okay? Scripture tells us, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. After all, you are the light of the world. So don't get tired of pursuing what is right and living out the story of Jesus. Here's takeaway number three. Don't compare your living the story of Jesus with others. Okay, don't compare. Run your race. Run your race. Some people are further along on their spiritual journey. Some people God uses in dramatic ways. Some people, God uses in simple ways. Run your spiritual race and know that if you have trusted in Jesus alone to rescue, you are just as secure. All right, remember this now. You are just as secure as the person who appears all out for God or a person who is traveling around the world and has tear-jerking stories or the person who has given his or her life to serve God and gives up a lot of possessions. If you have trusted in Jesus alone to rescue, you are just as secure. Back to the big idea. If you doubt your salvation, examine why you doubt. Think through that a little bit. And then return to the truth of what God declares. And may we remember the words of Romans chapter 8, these beautiful words that have been given to us that declare, Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Will you pray with me?
Father, we come to you in humility. Thankful for what we have read today and so grateful for what we have discovered. Your demonstration of love is shocking. And God, I pray that you would allow that truth to just overwhelm us today. Sometimes we get a little used to you and our faith becomes boring and it's not dynamic anymore. And when we feel that way, God, I think we have to return to the truth that your demonstration of love for us, we couldn't fix our sin problem. And you took care of that for us by sending Jesus to live and die and rise again to pay the price for our sins. And by trusting in him alone, we can have a forever friendship with you. You provided that for us. Your demonstration of love is shocking. And may that just encourage us today and overwhelm us with who you are and what you have done. God, I think often followers of Christ begin to doubt I know that's happened to me in the past because of things that I've done, things that I've said, begin to wonder, was my faith real? Did I really trust in Jesus? And these doubts creep in, and we get discouraged. And maybe there's a lot of people that walk through that. God, I pray today for those who have trusted in Christ, for those who have believed and are experiencing doubts Like, is it real? Did that really take? That you would give them confidence today in how they are secure in you. And even if we're shaky at times, you provide great content and you do not waver in what you have given to us. Help us to rest in that. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus and to walk in confidence that we belong to you. And then, God, as we stand on that truth and have hope that you will not lose us or forget about us and we are secure in you, even though we mess up, we're still secure in you. Help us then to not grow weary in doing good for you. Help us to not grow weary in being bright lights. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen.